Hello, Girl Boss. This is your host, Sophia Amoruso, founder and CEO of Girl Boss. We have a great guest today. She's the Senior Vice President and General Manager of Media at the New York Times, Lisa Ryan Howard. And before we get to that, I want to tell you about the Girl Boss Rally. The Girl Boss Rally is heading back to New York this fall, and this year it's going to be bigger and better than ever. I'm serious because it's our first two-day Girlboss Rally extravaganza. Registrations are selling fast, so you'll want to swing by girlbossrally.com to reserve your spot ASAP. And this time, we're offering new ticket tiers from $30 and up so you can come by to shop, attend the day that works for you, or stay for the whole weekend. Whatever you choose, I can't wait to see you there. Go to girlbossrally.com to learn more. If you want to join our future and your future, go to collective.girlboss.com because something really exciting is happening. Also, remember, if you like what you hear, go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. We'll get to our chat with Lisa in just a moment, but first I want to talk about Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, technology, design, and more. You can take classes in social media marketing, data science, web development, you name it, they've got it. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. What I love about Skillshare is how diverse their course selection is. They have a great class that I love called Build a Winning Team, The Fundamentals. And you know I love that anyone can watercolor class. Whatever you're interested in or need to learn about, they have a class for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Girlboss Radio listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com Girlboss. Again, go to Skillshare.com Girlboss to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com Girlboss. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word, which was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio. Lisa Ryan Howard is a senior vice president, general manager, and advertising expert with 20 years of strategic media experience in deep print, digital, and integrated sales routes. Lisa has an incredibly impressive resume, boasting some of the top positions at the biggest companies in America. The hardest job I ever had was that very first job. And there were so many disappointments in that and so many highs and and so many things that happened to me that opened my eyes to a much bigger world than you know, this small town in Mississippi where I used to catch catfish. Some of her past roles include senior vice president of Condé Nast, publisher at Billboard, business lead of Lifestyles at Yahoo, and the vice president of consumer strategy at WebMD. After WebMD, she started working at the New York Times, where she initially served as senior vice president of advertising, 
Since then, she's transitioned into the role of SVP and general manager of media at the New York Times. I work on the business side, so I have nothing to do with the really sexy part of the job, which is, you know, the hard investigative reporting that our journalists are doing that's holding truth to power. But I get to enable them. So I'm about revenue for the company. In this role, she's responsible for the Times sales team in New York, its national sales offices in the U.S. and around the globe, as well as the group's planning and operations teams. Whew. Outside of her main career, Lisa has also served as an advisory board member to multiple digital startups in the fashion, entertainment, and lifestyle space. And she's even served as a professor of digital advertising at NYU's Stern School of Business. She's one of advertising ages 40 under 40. Today, she's here to talk about how to know when it's time to transition to a new job, what exactly she does in her role at the New York Times, and what you need to know about advertising to properly run your business. Now let's get to it. Here's my chat with Lisa Ryan Howard. So I like to start every episode with the same question because we all have a start. And while I have really accomplished women here on Girl Boss Radio, some of our listeners are just starting out. Some of us are in the middle of our careers. We all want to know, where did someone like you start their career? And what was your first job? Oh, okay. So starting my career, I, th- I like to think that my career started when I was five years old because <laughs> I grew up in Mississippi, you know, typical kind of idyllic lifestyle, uh, lake in our backyard, hung from the tree branches and caught catfish and, Mm. you know, uh, crawdads in the spillway. And, you know, it was a very quiet kind of um, uh, life, uh, pretty unexciting. And um, I started swimming and I got pretty good at swimming. And so by the time I was 10 years old, I was one of the fastest swimmers in the country And so people started to notice me. And by the time I was 15, the Olympic coach, Mark Schubert, at the time before the 88 games, this was in about 86, called my parents and said, I want to bring her out of Mississippi and to train with me in Florida. And so my career was swimming. And I did that all the way through. So I did that all the way through college. But there were a series of disappointments, I think, and um, highs and lows, I think, like everybody has in life. We're all familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it makes us stronger, right? But when I was um, in 88, I didn't make the team. And um, so it was devastating. I thought my life was over. But I um, picked myself up and went to college and uh, thought, well, I have another four years to try And the next games were going to be in Barcelona, which sounded cooler to me than Seoul anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to make the best of it. I knew I would only be 21 years old at that time. So I had a chance and, um, you know, committed myself and did it and had a lot of fun, too. Maybe a little too much fun. Um, And that's probably why I didn't make it again in 92. (laughs) But during that time, um, there wasn't much option for people when when you're in college and you're an athlete and, um, you know, it paid my way to college. So it gave me a lot of opportunity. But I also kind of meandered my way into the journalism school at um, University of Georgia, where they had a top five journalism program. And, um, you know, because you can't go pro as a swimmer, my, my, nobody ever told me I couldn't do this. But I thought, well, I'm a swimmer. I'll make the, you know, Barcelona games in 92. And then I'll be a sports announcer because I'll win the gold medal. And that's what you do. (laughs) You You can't become pro like tennis or golf or soccer after swimming. So it's, you know, if you don't make the team, it's a pretty hard stop. And um, I never, nobody ever told me no, that you can't do something. And so I thought, well, for sure, I'll be in journalism and I'll be a sports announcer and it'll be really fun after swimming is over. And 
I didn't make the team. I tore my rotator cuff. So that was two times. Oh. <laughs> Eight years of, you know, yeah, Training. a lot of disappointment and hard work, but, you know, didn't make it. And so in a lot of people who are elite athletes, I think, you know, don't make it after that, because if you're not known as Lisa the swimmer or you're not known as this person who does something really, um, you know, that who excels at something to such a degree that you get attention for it, um, it's hard to parlay that into a career and into something else. And um, I was lucky enough, I think, that I found advertising. I realized that, okay, I'm not going to be a sports announcer now because I'm not famous and I didn't win the gold medal. And uh, so I picked up and moved to New York. And I was lucky enough to get a job in advertising, and um, things kind of evolved from there. But I think the hardest job I ever had was that very first job, swimming. And there were so many disappointments in that, and so many highs, and, and so many things that happened to me that opened my eyes to a much bigger world than, you know, this small town in Mississippi where I used to catch catfish and, and uh, run around the spillway, you know, picking up tadpoles. I mean, it just you know, afforded me so much opportunity. At 24, I ended up, you know, in the second row of the Paris fashion runway shows. And I just was pinching myself thinking, how did I get here? How did I get here? And, you know, my career, I was, you know, continued to be fortunate, I think, partly because, you know, no one ever told me no. My parents, you know, uh, my mom has passed away, but my dad is alive. And um, I got a lot from them. They were tough on me, but they never, ever limited my expectations. And I try to do that with my kids. I mean, and with people on my team. I mean, I feel like if you limit yourself, then you close yourself off to options in life. And so my daughter's about to go to college and she's in 11th grade and it's like heavy duty SAT time and major pressure and I think much more pressure than any of us had growing up. It's just very competitive out there. And you know, I just keep telling her, if you make these small decisions that are the right decisions, then it gives you more options in life. And then you choose. And I had so many options after my swimming career when I moved to New York and when I started in the advertising industry. And um, yes, there were fail more failures along the way. And I think each one gave me more resilience. I mean, I call it kind of a bounce, you know. You hit that, you know, I, I had a job that I was really proud of. I was a publisher at 36 years old. I was at age, named me, you know, one of their 40 under 40. Um, I felt like I could had kind of arrived. And then, um, you know, I made a decision to follow one boss in my, in my company and the other boss, who happened to be the CEO of the company, got pretty upset that I had taken that role and his last words to me when I walked out of his office when I said look I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this job but it's the same company and I'm just going to do this other thing and he said you know be careful what you wish for that was his last words and six months later I was fired oh <laughs> and God. so was everyone else on the team basically uh six people at once and it's a um, layoff then it's no we were fired. all kicked out <laughs> and replaced with six more new people wow and um yeah it's brutal it can be very brutal but when that happened you know i had been at the company at condé nast at that point for 14 years and so i felt like it was home and so i felt betrayed when that happened and um i ended up you know bouncing and uh became publisher of billboard which was really fun two it's and a half huge years. job huge job traveling all over the world got to meet carlos slim went to japan for a month 
helped them, helped a, a company that we were partnering with launch a, a Japanese music website. I mean, just really cool shit. Is that okay to say that? Of course. Okay, good. Um, so great experiences, but at that point, my kids were growing up, and I never really saw them. I rem- remember there was a, actually a tipping point for me because I was coming home from Japan. I had, it was actually the the Grammys where Whitney Houston had passed away, and she was upstairs, and we were all there for the Clive party. And I was looking around the room, and we were all just stunned because we were like, "She's on the second floor. She's right above us, and she's you know why are we having this party like?" We shouldn't be having this, you know, Clive Davis party because Whitney died upstairs. Ugh. And it was absolutely devastating. People were crying. A lot I didn't know her, but a lot of people in the music industry did know her. And the feeling that, you know, I had at that moment was this is too much. And we went on with the party and it was weird and nobody was happy. And, you know, I left that night and I had to fly to Japan and I missed my son's birthday. And I remember crying on the plane on the way back from Japan because it was almost a month that I was there. And I hadn't seen my kids. And, you know, I missed them terribly. And at that point, I realized that, like, something had to change. Like, in life, you have to, you know, kind of surround yourself with people who make you feel good about yourself. And I just was not around people that, you know made me feel good about myself. I didn't want to be doing what I was doing anymore, traveling all over the world. I wanted my kids to know me. Um, You know, my son, when I got home, was mad at me. Uh, He tried to run and hug me, and then he realized that he remembered that he was mad at me, and he turned around and went into his room. And at that moment, I decided I'm not going to live this way anymore. And so, you know, I've taken a lot of time in my career and I've achieved a lot of great things and I feel successful to, you know, a certain degree. But the real lessons that I have out of my whole life experience is that, you know, you got to be able to do this in me- in, in a measured way and you got to be able to love what you're doing because you spend a lot of time doing it. 